0: Welcome to the first edition of the Integrateness podcast. Uh, I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Jolene.
0: And we are your hosts of this new mental health show, mental health related show. Yeah. I mean,
1: really, we're just going to help you come into your greatness before you even realize it. You're just going to turn around one day, look in the mirror and be like, holy fuck, I'm awesome now.
0: Right? Yeah. And that is that is the point of this. Now, I guess we should probably like start at the beginning kind of without giving too much away. This is the debut episode, the pilot, as they call it in the entertainment industry, where we kind of tell you what, what this show's all about, who we are without telling our stories, because you're going to find that out as these episodes go along. So Jolene, first off, because I came to you with this idea and you were like all over it because you've wanted to do this for a while now. So explain a bit about who you are, what you do and what brought you here.
1: Yeah, I was all over it because it felt like you reached into my brain and picked an idea that I had already worked on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm two years ago, I had a dream to start a podcast, I wanted to reach more people with more of my ideas and Um, healing modalities and things where people could start making shifts in their lives because I was seeing so much of that at the beginning of the pandemic. I'm a counselor. I do one-to-one therapy primarily, but over the last couple of years, my practice has evolved into reaching way more people, creating workshop content, and really kind of like thriving in this passion of how do I move beyond my one-to-one hourly sessions uh, to reaching more people and just giving people tools to start making these changes in their lives and create awareness and connect the dots and make sense of why they do things the way they do things because there's, you know, 95% of the people out there are never going to walk into a therapy office, let alone mine, right? So how do I help more people heal so that this whole world heals essentially. So when you came to me with this podcast idea, I was like, you literally just took that out of my brain down to the name. The name was so easy for us to pick because I was like, <laughs> I got this. Like, this has been a vision. So I'm so happy that it unfolded because I really could never get it off the ground back then. But I had it 95% created in my mind and it was just waiting for this moment. So that's the snapshot there.
0: That's pretty good. Like, that was a, that was a really good snapshot. It's like you wrote that out somewhere.
1: Yeah yeah I do, you I do I have it written out in all of these pages and folders and I do de- the caption like audience is going to be yeah it's beautiful but then I just had to like leave it on pause until it could be picked up again and that's also something we're going to talk about and touch on I will talk a lot about that from my perspective throughout the podcast is how to use the essence of visions and creating dreams and following dreams and knowing when you're kind of aligned with that and what like the little breadcrumbs towards that dream might be. Um, I'll reference that a lot because I have a lot of examples from my life once I became really open to that idea of really letting these things drop onto my lap the minute I was able to kind of let go of control of them. So that's a bit of an essence that will follow the, the theme of, of what we talk about um, from my perspective.
0: Well, which is good. I, I'm a big believer in that too. Like there are no coincidences in life. I'm a firm believer in, um, and think everything happens for a reason. So, you know, this, this was meant to happen because we are paths had crossed a few times on other it, unrelated projects to mental health, really. Um, which we can get into later <laughs> on a different episode because we don't want to freak people out right out the gate. <laughs> uh, on my back, I have absolutely no qualifications to talk about a mental health in any way other than my own mental health issues um i'm a filmmaker author podcaster broadcaster uh paranormal investigator and uh, <laughs> with like 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 with any of us like a, a long history of shit from his own life um and that was something for me it took me like I, I by the time this comes out i may actually already be 50 but it took me almost 40 years to figure out that everybody's got their stuff, we're all impacted by the things that happen to us in our lives in ways we can't even fathom. Mm -hmm. And that creates a tumbling effect that affects everything else in your life. It's like that, that analogy, you know, when you drop a stone in the water and there's all that ripple effect outward. So we all have stuff that goes on. And once I kind of realized my shit and started working on it, and I worked on it with a number of different, different counselors over, over my time, um, I became a real advocate for mental health and, and talking about mental health. Uh, Because it's important. People don't, do they, talk about mental health, Julie, and they're better at it now than they were 10 years ago, but it's just not a topic that people talk about.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of people think it just doesn't apply to them because um, you know, we're just, we can use different terminology. And I think that's what you and I are committed to here. We're going to refer to it different ways. Like, remember when your mind gets stuck in that loop and you just can't shut it off, you know, we'll talk about anxiety without calling it anxiety, or we'll talk about, you know, insecurities or fear of rejection and fear of failure and all these things that hold us back in life without actually saying this is a mental health issue. Right. So sometimes we just have the wrong language for it. You know, and I see that a lot in my trauma work. When I say trauma, people are like, well, I thought that was a really significant traumatic event that had to happen. Like, this was just my dog dying or this was just my wife leaving. And you're like, uh, those are dramatic. Huge. So like- About our definition of the language. So, you and I are going to play around with language a lot, I think, here and really normalize a lot of that. And I love that you talked about like, you know, years of shit. Guess what? That's life. This is what we are here to evolve through. Like, life is this game of levels and lessons and moving to the next stages and interacting with different characters and learning about ourselves and gaining new tools from that. It's like a giant video game, if you want it to. And I don't even game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I see it that way, you know, and if you can think about it as always kind of going to the next level and advancing and taking a better version of yourself each time, each day, I mean, we're, we're winning at that point. So we're, we're going to help people kind of see that and see what blocks get in their way or what prevents them from taking a different path or going down a certain way or, you know, maximizing the potential of their character kind of thing. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, hence the title. Now talk about the title here, Integrateness, because uh, I, I really love that.
1: I do. <laughs> So, um, so just some background on me, I came from years, I'm a social worker by trade, um, I'm a mother of three, I have identical twin girls, which the research part of me is like the nature versus nurture fascination of watching them grow is amazing, right? But I also integrate this like work motherhood kind of piece of me into my life. My trauma work brings a lot of left and right brain integration and past and future and present integration and grief into joy and all of these things that we bridge in our life, right? Um, so integrate, and we integrate our losses into our lives and how we move forward with these pieces of us, right? So integration is a really key concept in my work, and helping people achieve their greatness, their you know like the maximizing their their truest self, their most authentic way of being, right? Really achieving your own level of greatness. So I really just like played with the with the words, and I love playing with language. So that's kind of how that came to be, um, because you know we. The, the beauty of being able to merge all of our lessons and existence, the good and the bad and the difficult and the joyful, right, is really essential to creating a whole version of ourselves. We don't delete versions. We don't, you know, actually like forget about things. We just learn how to manage them better, have them have less impact on our lives or our reactions to things and stuff like that as we process, right, we process to move forward. So that's really kind of where that name sort of came from. Um, And I come from a huge history, I have like, you know, 13 years or so at mental health and addictions, I was a case manager there, I did a lot of training um, around addiction work. Uh, So I had a very big passionate part of my life there. And then when I lost my dad to suicide, when I was 17. I mean, that was also a very significant event in my life. That'll i talk about when we get into some later segments here. But essentially, that was like a catalyst to why I have a special interest in mental health. Um, But then, you know, all of my work, that I've done plus evolving now into private practice and doing grief and trauma work and then personally in the last couple of years going through my own separation of my marriage and you know all of the growth and essentially like another second becoming of myself through that whole process and even grieving parts of myself through motherhood and all of those parts of our story that we really Um, you know, get to examine ourselves uh, when we choose to or when we get the chance to, right? So that's really what the last couple of years brought me at the same time as navigating a pandemic, but also supporting others through the same pandemic that I was going through and winging it through too and finding the best ways to like integrate all of that. So the last two and a half years have been a probably the most difficult yet rewarding and inspiring years of my life. So I'll be reflecting a lot on those kind of teachings and learnings and what I've been offering my followers and my collective, uh, through this podcast as well.
0: That's awesome. And that I'm kind of, kind of the same. Cause my whole background, you know, just in a nutshell, um, you know, I grew up, I lost my father at like when I was 19 to a heart attack and he was one of those, you know, really healthy people. You know, you're always told if you don't smoke, you don't drink, you do everything right, you exercise, you're, you're going to live to be 95. And that turned out to be a total crock <laughs> in my mind. Right. And so that spiraled off a whole bunch of other, you know, I didn't deal with that very well. And then I made, because I like to write, I made probably the worst choice of my life, but was also one of the best choices of my life. I became a journalist and a, and a newspaper reporter, but I covered crime. Hmm. And so I was first, basically whatever a first responder went to, like a cop or a paramedic or a firefighter, I was on that front line, not just one step behind them, but I kind of saw, I don't know how many dead bodies I was at accidents. I talked to people who had witnessed someone get run over. I watched, you know, a woman burned to death in a car. I was at the Alan Duane Schoenborn trial, you know, uh, child murders. I did all that. And what I learned later is that if you've already got your own trauma, when you experience other trauma, even vicariously, that just widens that hole in your brain. And so I kind of dealt a lot with that. You know, a child, our son was born in 2011, but he was born without a thyroid and nearly died because his his, his thyroid controls everything in the body. And it took months to get the medication right. All that stuff just contributes in some way to just taking the initial trauma, which is big and making it huge. And then I found out much later in life, too, that I was adopted. <laughs> and that is a trauma from birth, being separated from your birth mother that it had an impact I was un- even unaware of in terms of like abandonment. You know what I mean? But it's just, but I'm not unique or different or special. My story isn't that strange from anyone else's. So I just want to bring you know, and I've taken all that and learned to deal with it, work through it. still do all the things in life i've wanted to do to to have a successful career uh to have the career that i want in the end not what someone else thinks i want and to just not let my past shit stop me from doing what i want to do in life now and so that's kind of like you say integrating all the pieces of yourself which we can go into in much greater detail taking elements of your story and my story and just having whole episodes on focusing on one little bit but you could, you know i always i get frustrated with people who get stuck in that loop who say oh you know you know, I had my mom died of cancer when I was young, and I just means I can't do this and that horseshit if I could get through my stuff, you can get through your stuff too. And let's try to help you do that and in, in, without being preachy about it, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, for sure. And sometimes it's just about learning how to connect those dots like you did. And we all learn to connect them at different times in our life often too, right? So once you were able to make sense of maybe why things were happening for you the way they did, you were like, oh, there's less blame. There's less shame. There's more room for self-compassion. All of these pieces that help us heal as well, right? So I'm like super goosebumpy listening to your story and my story and how well they merge and how like, I actually didn't know that was all of your story, Jason. So I'm learning that right now. And I think we're going to have a lot of these moments where we were both self-disclosing here going like holy shit I didn't know that so I didn't know that about your dad but I love that we've partnered on a couple other projects knowing that we work well together I totally love like the flow of our conversation when we're doing stuff so I knew that this was going to be really great but I think there's going to be a lot of little gem nuggets like that throughout the podcast where it just makes a lot of sense why we're both doing this together here um the other thing i'm really excited about is this like the male female perspective right and i think that there's like going to be some good fun banter a- along that way and the real life pieces of like yeah you know what's really frustrating or triggering when i see other people stuck in a place that is like so dark for them and i see that things can be different for them right so i think the more we're able to share our story and how we navigate out of those kind of trenches, um, to kind of use that as inspiration to show others, they can do the same. You don't have to be, you know, this big successful person or someone with all the, you know, counseling skills like myself, you can be an average dude. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. I, and I think, yeah, that the, the male female perspective is good because as much as, you know, in, in the modern world, men and women are becoming more equal, we're still just different emotionally, okay. biologically. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: different we are meant to have our own strengths we are meant to have our own sources of power right and I really think that that's uh yeah that's a great piece to to merge here
0: so we've plotted out because we're not going to dive deep into one particular subject on this first episode we're going to talk about what we've got kind of coming up here in the weeks ahead and we're going to do this every week this is Mm -hmm. a weekly show um, we're recording well in advance of the debut. When you guys listen to this, like, several weeks will have already passed. We don't want to get behind or stock or, or, or fall apart because shit happens in life. <laughs> so what do we got coming up? I guess, what are we going to cover off over the next several weeks, Julian?
1: next several weeks we're going to go into your story for one of the episodes so we're going to go more in depth into your story and your why for this podcast we're going to go into my story and my why and my little bits of uh knowledge in there then we're going to talk about vicarious trauma and the um yeah multitude of ways that we can all experience it but also like what are the effects of that on ourselves and again the ripple effects outside of ourselves We're going to talk about um pieces of childhood trauma and again when we say childhood trauma this is not always just about abuse and growing up in poverty these are significant things like having emotionally unavailable parents and who in our generation i mean i'm in my i'm 40 now so when i talk about my generation i'm talking about my parents generation the 60s to 70s kind of uh age group there but um you know who was actually emotionally available at that point not many because of the way generations were raised so we're looking at the impacts of that and how that's impacted us growing up and then how that impacts us parenting there's all these pieces right so Again, big T, little T trauma. We'll talk a lot about the, the deciphering language between all of that. We're going to talk about a lot of like in-depth how-to things around resentments, you know, snapshot, like re- if you're holding resentments and anger around things, that's usually a nice big flag to say, hey, you've self-abandoned in some way. Which way did you let yourself down? So we'll really peel apart some of that stuff. We'll talk about where trauma is held in the body and theories around trauma and how we can use exercise and different um, physiological kind of um, treatments to manage trauma because it's not a cause. Cognitive process. Doing trauma healing is not a cognitive process. It is an entire system process. Um, We'll talk about suicide. We'll talk about depression and anxiety. And again, using language that makes more sense to people rather than just like depression and anxiety kind of terms. Nutrition, exercise, wellness strategies like that. We'll talk about substance use. We're we'll going to like some deep dives around sleep cycles and what that means and the restorative purpose of sleep cycles, how to have better sleeps, different things like that. Introverts and extroverts and the wonderful components of each of those We might even dive into like different personality types and how to understand yourself better. Um, we'll talk about the self, lots of vulnerability and authenticity kind of interweaved through all of this. Um, So those are like some of the topics we're going to cover. I cover a lot of this stuff on my social media page, but I can never go into depth like I can in a podcast here. So I'm really excited to be able to take a lot of that like appetizer um, content that I provide on my Instagram page and bring it here. So you can actually have like a satiating meal of that, you know?
0: Now I'm hungry. Yeah, <laughs> satiating meal.
1: I'll give you the juicy steak.
0: <laughs> no, and, and and your 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 like Instagram is amazing, Jolie, and I've I'm been impressed with what you've you've done with it.
1: You know, I got this killer light in my office. Usually from about like April until September, I don't need to use filters, guys. It's just this awesome light that comes in if I if I record around eight thirty a.m. There we go.
0: <laughs> Three o'clock in the afternoon, maybe not so much.
1: That's the other thing is that, like, some of this content is just going to come as themes from my practice, too. And that's usually what my social media page does. I don't really prepare or batch uh, produce any content because I usually come up with what my collective followers and my client base is struggling with at the time. I start to see patterns, and then I'll throw out what I think people are kind of needing to know that week or what's coming up. And usually, there's a good chunk of my followers that are like, that's exactly what I'm going through right now. So, I run a very intuitively led, um, business and practice and life. And you'll learn a lot more about that as well. So I do tap into some of like what people are needing to hear. So we're going to roll with a bit of that energy through this too.
0: Absolutely. And I think, I think that's a good point to bring in. Cause I mean, a lot of times when people think about like, you know, counseling, you know, there, there's, there's, a, it seems very much more psychology, science base, and you've brought in a lot of a spirituality aspect that I think is sorely lacking, but needed. And that's something we're going to have a, a very much a spiritual side to this too. We're both like spiritual people, not religious, spiritual,
1: which is important. Yeah. And especially, I mean, when I'm working in grief and loss and people have lost their loved ones, like it turns in your healing journey turns into a spiritual journey of getting to be reacquainted with yourself. I mean, that's what a lot of my, my entire workshop I created is about. It's about remeeting yourself and upgrading your own software content of who you are now. You're not who you were 10 years ago. You're not who you were yesterday. Like what is the constant upgraded version of you? We'll upgrade our, our iPhones, but when the fuck do we upgrade ourselves? Like we rip ourselves off all the time with that. Like we're running on old, old, old software sometimes, right? And it trips us up. We see where there's glitches in our apps, right? Apps being relationships, you know, workplace stuff, whatever. So um, yeah, definitely being able to kind of roll with that into things. But I also, you know, um, I've, I've really let go of control over some of my dreams and visions and um, have let the right things be led to me. And a lot of my client base really started to shift a couple of years ago and started to lead me into where I'm meant to be, um, which is, uh, you know, thriving very much in a scientific based, um, s- like, psychology practice being a counselor I'm a social worker by trade I specialize in EMDR therapy and OEI therapy which are trauma therapies that um, are very evidence-based they've been around for many years so I have a very researchy science-based mind but I also really have a strong intuitive connection and um, belief of the uh, the forces around us that can really enhance our way of living you know um so yeah i have definitely learned to integrate the two into my practice which um i think is becoming more and more common as our world is evolving here to be honest um but always becomes this like weird regulation ethical kind of piece but again working in grief when you're working with people who have lost loved ones you can't help but explore what is somebody's spiritual belief around that you know if they didn't have one most people end up defining one to help gain some kind of connection with their loved ones
0: and we can do a whole show on that this yeah. when, when spirituality needs to be a part of it right or when people bring it in because it's true
1: and it evolves like people people naturally start to evolve in that way so it's really beautiful to watch that unfold um and like i said my practice has very much been guided into that and naturally unfolded that way you know without me even forcing that or or intending for it to it's been kind of a beautiful unfolding
0: yeah well, most, most good things do just kind of unfold as they have to, right?
1: Uh, I mean, we're always where we're meant to be, you know, we're always in the right place at the right time, learning what we're supposed to learn. And yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah, what's, what's meant to be for us. will find us. Like I really anchor into that these days.
0: And we, I think we could even do a piece coming up because I, I believe that's true, but I just think there's some people that get like you say, they're stuck in that loop.
1: Yeah. They don't I'm- see it. Yeah, totally. And I mean, most of the work that I'll do with people around that is is some EMDR work around like, finding the source of that negative cognition, finding where that's stored, rewiring some of those beliefs. Often it comes down to really core negative cognitions. Like I'm not good enough. I'm powerless. I'm not worthy. Um, you know, things that we've acquired very, very early on into childhood that have so much evidence in those files in our brain, right? We have big thick files. That's like, here's all the proof that I wasn't significant. Here's all the proof that I didn't matter, you know? So once we can tidy those up and I call it tidy up because it's a really beautiful process, how quick and efficient your brain does something of that work once once we're in there. Um once we're in there. But uh yeah it's it's phenomenal how you can make room to see all of the good. Our brain naturally wants to be at a place of health, but things are blocking it. Um so as if we get some of those blocks out, get some of that dirt out, get some of that muck out, then it naturally is in a state of health. Um, So that's kind of the beautiful piece of the balance. I also do holy fire uh Reiki. So I'm also trained uh at the master level in that because I noticed that my practice had a very energetic presence to it and I wanted to intentionally channel that energy. So I took training in that um to enhance my um my EMDR work where I'm using my hands and I do a lot of that anyway. So the two have integrated and integrated and bridged very beautifully. Um, so that's also an essence. So that comes out in my in my voice, in my presence, you know, people, even if they, uh, book an appointment with me and are intending, or even my social media page, I hold reiki space and my crystal grid for that. And I offer healing that way people engage in that healing energy. Um, that's kind of a service that I, I offer, um, just to help with our collective healing right now too. So that's a big piece of my work that just carries sort of in my essence as well. You'll hear that in my meditations, they're just kind of extra healing. And people would always say like, I've done EMDR before, but yours feels different. And I'm like, well, here's here's why. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, I tell people it's like the protein powder to the to the gym workout, like it's just going to enhance the benefits of what you're doing. So you get very holistic system healing with my approaches. So I'll be I mean, yeah, benefiting and, and sharing information around that, too.
0: That's awesome, Jolene. I think we've got, we got like so much cool stuff for people coming up here very quick.
1: Your history, like I think there's so much cool stuff that you do, Jason. Like if you guys actually went and checked what what like what his Instagram page is about, like that's fascinating. That's how we kind of first got connected. Um, I think it was the meditation podcast, to be honest, that, that I did with you, um, which is why I knew a podcast would work great with you. But um, yeah, I mean, all the paranormal stuff and ghost hunting and yeah, I mean, it's it's lovely. It's fun. People love that shit.
0: So we've got. I guess this is a good time. Sorry, what was that?
1: I just want to know when the episode's rolling about my house. You guys, he came to my house and we found stuff there. So stay posted. That was,
0: that was very cool.
1: I um, knew there stuff there.
0: Yeah. We're gonna have our own Instagram page for this show. We'll have it set up by the time you hear this. But where can people find you, Jolene?
1: Where can people find me? Um, yeah, so I'm Jolene Don Counseling um, Instagram page. You can find me there. Check me out. Give me a like. Share some of my reels. Spread the love.
0: <laughs> and I'm on Instagram, jhewlett72. And also, that's probably the best place to stop for now. <laughs> and we have our own email.
1: Follow all the link. Yeah, we have our own email. It's a, what is it? Into into greatnesspodcast at gmail.com.
0: And it's greatness, G-R-E-A-T-N-E-S-S. Yeah. Like, greatness. great. Great. are so funny. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that that's a perfect place to stop for, for the first episode here, Julian. What do you think?
1: I think it's great. And just know that we are going to be polling the audience. If you guys have things you're wanting to hear from us, you can email, contact, do all of that, and uh, we'll work it into the content. But we got a lot to be rolling with, and I'm like super excited about this. And we're going to make them pretty bite-sized, so they're, they're reasonable. Like 20, 25 minutes, I think we're looking at. You figure, Jason?
0: That's about it. Yeah, we're going to about hit 26 minutes here right now, and that's, I think, a about the average length of an episode. We don't want to burn people out too much. And also, from a strictly, what's the word I want to use, clever marketing standpoint, this is the average length of a commute to work. <laughs> so you can listen on the way to work or something like that.
1: Yeah, totally. Or like a guy's average time in the bathroom after work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or or, or attention it? span in general.
1: <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, Jason.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Jolene. We'll be back next week with more Into Greatness.